Hi, I'm Arlen Walker, and I'm live from Pelham's Wasteland. Today, I'm going to talk about another superhero RPG game. This one is called Worlds in Peril, and it is a Powered by the Apocalypse game. So for those of you who don't know, Powered by the Apocalypse works very much on the kind of um, story game mechanic. It's about rolling to see who has narrative agency. And the way it works is you roll 2d6 plus or minus any modifiers. Generally, you'll have stats that say what you're good at and what you're not good at. And then often you have a specific move that you are doing. So in this case, one of the example moves is um, push. Push is basically uh, do a power stunt to do something with your power that isn't already available to you kind of naturally but it would be a cool extra thing so like the way that the flash can vibrate so quickly that he can walk through solid walls that's very much a power stunt um so what is this game about it is about supers and it is um generic superheroes by which i mean i mean in 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 a positive way that there's no built-in setting for this unlike another powered by the apocalypse superheroes game um called masks which i believe has some level of built-in setting this one doesn't have any built-in setting this is just the toolkit for playing supers um so what is available well the way things work is that you have um at the core of your character, you have those stats and you have the moves. And the stats are, let me find the list of stats. Um, do, 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 do. Well, the stats are um, used as additions to your rolls when you roll 2d6 to do a move. The way most of the moves work is that you roll 2d6 on a 10 or higher, you get to choose three options. On a 7 to 9, you get to choose two options. And on a 6 or lower, it's the GM who chooses the options or who says what happens. So the moves available are takedown, which is your basic kind of aggressive thing. Seize control, which is used for... Um, one of the pictures that they have is for two characters diving for a um, some type of glowing green thing, like a box. And so take control is trying to grab the box before the enemy can grab the box. Um, push, which is your power stunt ability. Serve and protect, which is um, protect other other supers or civilians that are in the area or things like that. Use environment to use something in the environment, defy danger, to um, do something in a situation where um, I think defy danger often rolls into the other um, moves, but it basically is, you know, doing something where there is a significant danger. And so that might be something like, for instance, running through machine gun fire um, for serve and protect or for a takedown. Um, aid or interfere basically lets you um, aid or interfere with another character doing something. So it makes it easier or harder for them to 
do their things and then examine, which is your general purpose um, use for things like investigations. Um, but then there are some other moves, and let me get to the list of the other moves, special moves. So um, there's a burnout move, which is uh, basically you uh, um, put absolutely everything in that you have available into doing one last great big action. Um, and then there's a chance that you are dead for now. There is uh, gather intel, which is used for, for instance, doing research, um, calling in on favors, shaking people down and roughing people up, all of that sort of stuff to try to get leads for your investigation. There's the fit-in move, which allows you to um, try to uh, experience superhero downtime. You know, this is Peter Parker taking Mary Jane out for a date, and there's even a um, rule for uh, basically things that uh, can go wrong during your fitting in, like Doc Ock showing up while you are taking Mary Jane out for a date. So, um, and then there's the last chance, which last chance is basically um, if you're in critical condition, you can do a last chance to try to um, basically not be dead for now, as they call it. And dead for now is used as a sort of catch-all term for when you are um, uh, out of it. You're, you know, in, in the very much superhero way, you could be actually dead, but you could be not dead and just dead for now, um, in which case you get to choose what you want to do. So you'll have five stats. Maneuver, investigate, protect, influence, and smash. All those range from minus one to plus two at character creation, and you just add or subtract. You um, add or subtract the modifier to the roll that you make with the 2d6. So, for instance, taking down is normally going to use smash, and you can use, you know, 2d6 plus smash to try to take down a threat. But it might not always use Smash. And so that's one of the kind of clever things that um, the, the game is built around is the idea. So, for instance, let's say you're trying to take down a threat by just wrapping up around them and kind of taking a bunch of punches and not letting them go, sort of grappling them. You might use Protect as your stat for that instead of Smash. Um. Then you have bonds. Bonds work similarly to stats in that you can roll plus bond on certain things. Um, you have a bond to the city and to the law enforcement. And then you have a number of bonds either to other characters or to other figures that have some relevance to 
your character in the sense of like, you know, Batman would have a bond with Robin um, and a bond with Nightwing and maybe a bond with the Joker. In that case, it'd be a negative bond. Um, you also have your your character's origin, their nemesis on and their nemesis on the sheet, um, their powers list, which the way that powers work, they're very much um, narrative. The powers are essentially you saying, here's the things that I can do with my powers. And so when I want to describe something happening with my powers, I can describe any of these things happening. So for Batman, it would be something like, you know, having the, uh, utility belt with all the different gadgets on it. And then also, um, incredible abilities at hand to hand fighting. So when Batman wanted to take down an enemy, he could say, well, I'm going to use my incredible abilities at hand-to-hand fighting to roll plus smash and um, try to take down an enemy. Very straightforward concept. It works like pretty much all Powered by the Apocalypse games um, that are out there. And it works, I think, pretty well. I've played, I've only played one session, well... No, two sessions of Worlds in Peril, but I felt like it worked really well. It works well in terms of um, giving you a lot of chances to do superheroic things without ever getting particularly bogged down in the rules, which it seems like that's kind of what Powered by the Apocalypse games are all about, is that they're narrative heavy and they flow really well. And if you get into it, you get really into it. you don't have as much mechanical stuff to be um, concerned about. And so that's a little different than some of the other, in particular, um, Icons and Mutants and Masterminds are both the games that I'm going to talk about that have a lot more, well, some more, in the case of Mutants and Masterminds, a whole lot more mechanically going on to represent the way that superheroism works. Um but this is a this is a fun game. I think it would work really well in particular for like pickup games. Um, there's also so in addition to some of the other stuff, there's the the standard playbooks that um, have your like based on your character's origin and then also your um, I believe there's a second set of playbooks for your character's type that allow you certain... um, Oh, no, it's for your character's goals uh, that give you um, certain options in-game that uh, will kind of create interesting thematic things. So for instance, there's one death in the family and there's a power evil never sleeps, which is when you feel like you can't stop and go back to normal mundane life because of the weight of the burden you feel gather Intel instead of trying to fit in and recover from one condition after any trouble is resolved, which basically represents the idea that Batman, instead of, um, you know, going and having a normal life, he tries to, you know, get a one-up on any of the enemies and that sort of stuff. Anyway, the origin books are cool. They're an interesting way to suggest um, 
interesting uh, stuff. Oh, and then the other one is drive books. So you have an origin and you have a drive. Both of them add some light mechanical stuff that your character can do that um, differentiates you from some of the other heroes in addition to having your special powers and all of that sort of stuff. <sighs> so um, then there is a section after that on bonds. There's a section on um, advancements. There's, oh, detailed rules for bonds after that and burning bonds. So you can, one of the interesting things you can do is you can burn a bond, which is where you basically use up some of the bond level to get a success on something or to get a, a higher bonus on something. Um, that basically represents the idea that you can, um, you know, for instance, you could, um, burn a bond by say, uh, going all out and smashing up a bunch of the city in trying to take down a supervillain, which might make the city like you less, but it was necessary to take down said supervillain. Um, I'm thinking about man of steel here. Anyway, burned bonds are a really interesting way to create kind of character drama. And that's sort of, uh, I think, a lot of what the um, Powered by the Apocalypse games are in, in many ways, uh, you know, that's a big part of what they're built around is that they're not, the, the interesting things don't come from the exciting math that you can have when making your character or with all of the special abilities that you can get that are laid out, like say in Pathfinder where you can have, you know, Ooh, I'm going to pick this feat and this feat and this feat. It's more about the, um, the drama and the dramatic consequences of the things that happen in the fiction. Um, so yeah, burning bonds. Um, I don't know. I think bonds are a thing in most powered by the apocalypse games but I am not an expert on Powered by the Apocalypse by any means. Um, there's some other detailed rules for stuff. There's a, a nice what should I be doing page, which gives an idea of how the game actually flows. And that's one of the, the cool things with this book that I will say is there are a whole bunch of worked examples. Um, there's worked examples for how each different... Um, move actually works out what you should roll and what you should pick and all of that sort of stuff. And um, really, I think this, as far as Powered by the Apocalypse games to get into, um, I may be biased because this is the one that I got in from, but I think it's really cool. And I think it works really well in terms of getting into a uh, Powered by the Apocalypse game. So then we have a section for the editor-in-chief, the game master, um, with a lot of things like the the EIC moves, um, which are basically just a, a sort of gamified version of what game masters... I heard it described in a lot of ways that Powered by the Apocalypse just gamifies some things that game masters do anyway. Um and in, in some ways, that's what's going on here is that you have these specific moves to um, suggest basically what happens next, how 
how things keep going, all of that sort of stuff. Um, and then there's, so there's a lot of stuff about um, the, the different things that um, you as the editor in chief should be or could be thinking about. There's interesting ideas for what type of comic to run and the sort of storylines there's rules for generating threats and opponents. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff. And there's a lot of really great art built into it. And I'll just add that um, because, you know, it's all kind of generic comic booky stuff. But it um, is really cool. There's a lot of art and it looks really good. There's a lot of information for editors-in-chief. I would suggest reading this book um, if you're going to play almost any superhero game because I think a lot of the stuff for the editor-in-chief about thinking about kind of what you can do and how to build your story and how to organize stuff, similar to the way that people talk about fronts in Dungeon World and how those kind of revolutionize the way to think about running a long campaign. I think there's a lot of good stuff in Worlds in Peril for um, playing pretty much any supers game. So this is overall, I think, a, a highly positive overview of Worlds in Peril. Um, there's some special, there's some sheets at the end that give you overviews of all sorts of kind of the different things you can do. There's lists of moves, there's lists of, there's um, character sheets, there's all of this sort of, you know, stuff to make playing the game easier. So yeah, um, Worlds in Peril, it's pretty cool. Um, I may well do... Well, I'm probably not going to do another podcast on this one, but I'll probably talk about Worlds in Peril in comparison to some of the other ones. Use it as my kind of baseline for superhero story gaming. Um, but yeah, um, I, I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about next. I'm thinking I might talk about a um, game called Cold Steel Wardens. And in which case, that'll be the next one that I go over. Um, but yeah, hit me up on Twitter at Cows from Powis. Hit me up here on Anchor. I've been Arlen Walker, and I've been live from Pelham's Wasteland. See you next time.